Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's community spotlight. Hi, it's Mike with the Portage County Safety Council. I'm here with Brett Lee. Welcome, Brett. It's good to have you. Just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do at the Portage County Homeland Security Emergency Management Agency. We are a local branch of FEMA. So anytime we roll around, we're saying, oh, we're EMA. A lot of people are saying, oh, you're FEMA. No, we're just at the local government level. We are under the commissioners. So, you know, a little bit of what our office does is make it short and sweet. You know, we do all the local plans, that being hazard mitigation, any kind of, our big thing right now is active shooter. We do pretty much. Uh, oh, I didn't know you guys were involved with active shooter as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I just assumed it was kind of weather-based. I don't know why in, in more natural disasters. That's really cool. No, yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and glad you could touch on. So, yeah, we, uh, we focus on natural disasters, you know, a, a whole host of things. Anything really, we, uh, we just try to, we're the glue that brings everybody together and just keeps everybody working together to make a streamlined process. That's awesome. So, I mean, this, the nature of this podcast, we're talking more about the weather because you all just received a storm ready designation from Portage County. So, tell us a little yeah. bit about what does storm ready mean? What does that mean for the everyday Portage County resident? So really for Portage County residents and just for our office and just as a whole, it's it's more of a raising our preparedness for the county. We already did it in the background. You know, anytime there's severe weather, you know, we're, we're close partners with National Weather, our state partners, our federal partners, and, you know, we're watching. With our storm ready certification that we just received, uh, it is a application process and also has a hazard uh, plan that goes along with it. We fill out this plan. Um, we go through an advisory board at that level, which is National Weather, one of our local other EMAs and the state level. They come in, they check to see what it is. So the four things they really wanted to check is make sure we were a 24-hour warning point, an emergency operations center, which we have our EOC here, located up here on Infirmary Road at the Sheriff's Office. More than one method receiving uh, severe weather, that being you know, your active weather, uh, National Weather Service, you know, all your weather channels that you would just regular see on TV or online that you do, you know, also create a system of monitors of weather continuously or conditions. So like, like I said, you know, we start having severe weather. Uh, big thing is we go to our 911 dispatch uh, center. They have, you know, the, all the big TVs, you know, we're close to that, you know, that red button in case we do have to shoot off that tornado warning when we're sitting there watching. And the last one, like I said, um, you know, having that formal hazardous plan for severe weather and involved with that is also having training seminars to be a storm spotter for severe weather. Yeah, we'll talk about that training later on in the podcast, but I want to hit on just the fact that in Portage County, Nick and I talk about this all the time for years, I would get so frustrated because every committee we were on, even the safety council committee in the early days was like, hey, let's just do what we do. We don't need to push to the edge. We don't really need to do anything. We're in Portage County. And that was like an identity crisis to me. Like, who cares? Why does every committee I go on, why is it like, who cares? We're Portage County. Like, like, I live here. I want to make it better. Whatever I have in my hands, I want to improve it. If it's a safety council where, you know, we've done time and time again to try to push the envelope and and be a better council because that's what we're in charge of, right? This whole identity crisis was so frustrating to me. And so it was always like, but we're Portage County. You know, everything happens in Cleveland, Akron, Youngstown, but there's nothing happening. Blah, 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 all this stuff. But I just want to like let our listeners know our agencies here are working with the National Weather Service, state level, national level, 
and other people in the region to come in to get this designation. So this is a big deal here in little rural Portage County, where we don't think much of ourselves. We're having national level people come in and our county is doing a great job with Portage Prepares and the whole agency here to come into alignment with everything and the best knowledge and information and, and emergency preparedness that we could have in our little county. And that it is something we don't see every day, probably, but it just makes me say, you know, more comfortable when the storms come rolling in, like, hey, we got people on this that know what they're yep. doing, that have been verified by state, other local agencies, and also the National Weather Service. This makes me feel much safer in regards to that. So that's a pretty big deal. How do you feel about that? I think it's great. I mean, the biggest thing too, I mean, it's not if it happens, it's when it happens in our world. We, in our right. lines, and we're nerds, we're nerds about it. We, we, you know, we're always thinking, you know, oh, there's going to be another, is there going to be a, a tornado? When's the severe weather? You know, me growing up in general, I, I love storm watching. You know, my favorite, one of my favorite movies is Twister. So, I mean, when that's on, I'm watching it twice repeat. You know, it's one of my favorite things. My boss is the same way. So our biggest thing is, you know, it, it's when it's happening. We, we want to prepare everybody. We want to be on that top level. And you see it now, you know, severe weather season has been pushed back later in the fall. And uh, normal rain is not a normal rain. You get one to two inches in an hour and, you know, you got straight line winds. We just had straight line winds two weeks ago in Streetsboro. I, we went out for damage assessment during that. I mean, I've never, I mean, we're talking, you know, 13, 14 inch tree branches just snapped and thrown on the ground. So, I mean, it's not normal weather we're getting anymore. And, you know, for those who don't know, but, you know, they have said, you know, Tornado Alley has moved up. If you watch when storms come in from the, you know, the west side, you know, you're getting that Cincinnati, that Columbus area where they're getting, you know, a lot of tornadoes. And I, you know, off the top of my head, you know, I don't know the tornadoes so far we had this year. I believe like we had 20 something and, you know, along with two months or something like that. So wow, wow. The, the, the weather's here. It's, <clears throat> it's changing. You know, it's a climate change. And so our biggest thing is we want to prepare people for that because if we, if we're not, you know, and just, it's a, it's a simple education kind of thing, just to know the difference between a watch and a warning, people get so confused with that. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're happy we were able to do this and just make sure we keep everybody safe in Portage County. Yeah, I remember being a kid. I'm 43 right now, and I remember as a kid, my dad driving by Newton Falls. And I don't know if you were around yeah. back then, Brett, but like no. as a kid, I I may have been 10 years old. I don't even know how old I was. And seeing the telephone poles is something you would see in Oklahoma on the news or out in the plains, and it happened right here. So that thing's embarked in me. And I remember going to Chalk Lake as a kid, and, and a funnel cloud formed, and everybody running like a yeah. horror flick, <laughs> running yeah. out the park to try to get out of there. And as an adult, I remember just out of college in that, you know, wonderful like housing crash we had around that, that tough economic times back in the early 2000s, I was delivering pizzas. And I remember being out in the Nelson Township area. And I think it was, I was delivering out there and I think it was called Eli Road, somewhere way okay. out there, out in the middle of like nowhere by the old Turkey Farm out in Nelson Parkman area. And uh, yeah. I remember seeing these clouds rolling and one looked like it was lower and looked like it started moving in a circle. And uh, I was like, man, I really wish I knew if that was a tornado or not. But all I remember right? is like, I felt like I was an arm again. I turned around, I delivered the pizza, and I just punched the gas. Was not definitely being safe. And I felt like that guy in the motorcycle in the movie Armageddon, 
that's running from yeah. the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know, there's not many roads out there. It's like you got a straight no. shot. You got to get to eight, Route 88 and book. But I was like, ah, you're not going to get me. And I don't even know. Yeah. probably didn't even touch down. But it's one of those memorable moments where I was nervous and like, man, I wish I had storm spotter training where I can know if that was dangerous. See how I did that, Brett? So I pulled that yeah. in there. So speaking yeah. of which, you all host storm spotter training. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so usually it's like after severe weather uh, awareness week, and usually that's uh, between the in the March, and I don't have the dates off the top of my head. I believe last year is the 23rd through the 26th. So we work with coordination with the National Weather Service. They come down, their lead court um, uh, meteorologist comes down and says, hey, let's schedule this. So they, you know, they cover from the Cleveland area all the way over to Trumbull, you know, down to us. And we work with them. We schedule this class. And this class is usually about an hour and a half long. Uh, last year it was virtual. And this allows you to sit through. And it is the most low-lying educational on severe weather. And really what it is is to, you know, get a regular person that is interested to know, oh, what's the difference between that and this? And just kind of know the conditions around you just so you are prepared and your awareness up on severe weather. And this class allows you to get that. We were kind of joking before we started the interview where years ago, I wanted to sign up for the class, but I, I remember seeing back in the pizza days too, I, I would, there was someone that we used to deliver to that had a storm spotter car, like it was yellow and had the whole yeah, thing oh, with all the stickers on it. Yeah. And, and for some reason in my mind, I was thinking, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I would like to ride along one time for fun. I would happen. But yeah. I wasn't interested yeah. in that. So I thought, in my mind, and I'm just doing that for people listening. In my mind, I thought storm spotter training was for that guy. And so maybe it was, I don't know, but like when we talked about this, this is bigger than just people that want to put the little antenna in the car and go go take pictures of it, right? This yeah, is for so everybody. This is, yeah, this is so this is like I said, but I know we were joking before, and it's not like, you know, you know, hey, this is Brentley, deputy director at Courts County May. Hey, Mike. You know, I noticed there was a funnel cloud over here. You know, can you go out and do this for me and take pictures? No, no, no. This is like a, the most simple, you know, you're at your house and you look over and you see a shelf cloud or, you know, you start, maybe you see a funnel. We're not asking you to do it, but most people are going to do it is take their phones out and either record or do this. So all we're asking is if you do capture any of that data, and you send it to us on our, you know, our Facebook or our website, or even give a simple, hey, call in at Portage County and say, hey, this is what I'm seeing. Can you, you know, look at the radar? And, you know, then we work and we call National Weather and say, hey, we just had, you know, my Thompson call over and said, hey, he saw a funnel cloud in this area. And then they, you know, help to confirm that with us. I almost think they should be teaching this in schools. I think everyone should learn this. I mean, it's just oh, yeah. one of those basic hour and a half. It doesn't take much time. Everyone should and know it, how to do this. Yeah, it doesn't have to be an hour and a half, to be honest. I mean, it's just a simple, you know, look up on, like I said, we were talking just to know the difference between a watch and a warning. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what you know what you need to prepare yourself as, as a household. Or like you said, you're traveling down 88 and just know, oh, well, I'm in a tornado warning. What direction am I? Where can I go? And what's the best safe spot to be? during that time i wouldn't think it's actually a lack of knowledge because everyone i know and this is just me and you probably experienced totally opposite of this but everyone mm -hmm. knows that like a watch is like the conditions are favorable for it and the warning's like it's actually going on 
But I think sometimes we don't respond probably like we should because we hear a warning so often that doesn't result in something we see in damage. You know what I mean? We hear of a warning and then nothing happens. Or maybe there's a couple of trees blown down or maybe over in Aurora, you know, half hour away from us or wherever we're at, power went out, you know, but we don't really see it. So what would you tell those folks that when they see that warning, how to respond? I, I think sometimes we just hear it every summer. We yeah. just get used to it and we're just like, ah, whatever. I'm going to go inside, but I'm not going to like get in the basement. I'm just going to go quit mowing the lawn go inside and I'll be good. You know, what yeah. would you tell those folks? So it, and I'll break it this and we, we, we always joke here. So we always use the, the taco method. All right. So when you have a watch, you have all the ingredients on the table right now to make the taco. The warning is the tacos here. It's ready. You can eat it. So when you receive that warning, and, and it's one of those things where people, like you said, are just kind of like, oh, it's a warning, but it's over in Aurora. It's one of those things where everything is favorable conditions that it, it, it can happen. It necessarily is not going to happen, but it's right around the road. I mean, you said Aurora, but I mean, it, the storm moves fast enough it can do it. For example, sure. this past October, uh, my wife was working in Fairlawn. I get a call. She said, hey, we're under a tornado warning. We are in the hallway. And I said, well, where are you at? And she said, I'm at work in Fairlawn. I said, oh, and you know, it took a little bit for me to register. I'm like, warning. She's like, yeah, I can leave. Right. And I said, absolutely not. You stay in that building. And what do you know, probably within 35 minutes, it was in Portage County. I mean, we actually had to set off tornado warning, but as far wow. as what, what is, what we, as far as we would like to see is, you know, if you hear a warning, Yes, go inside, turn on your uh, NOAA radio, turn on your any kind of radio, turn on your TV. If you have your cell phone, grab your cell phone. If it says to seek shelter or go in your basement, please do so. Usually a lot of these warnings only last about 15, 25 minutes because that's how the fast the storm goes. So, I mean, it, it 15 or 25 minutes of you actually doing the right thing, you know, it could absolutely save your life. Now, in a tornado situation like that, because that, that seems to be the fastest, most destructive thing that we, we would encounter out here. We hear different mm-hmm. stories, but if you don't have a basement or a place with low ground, you know, a lot of times we hear bathrooms, hallways. Where where should we go? What should we do? So we get these calls a lot. And you know, the unfortunate fact that Ports County is one of the highest populations for trailer parks or mobile home parks, we get a lot of calls and we just help that individual make plans. And a lot of times we try to navigate them to find maybe the locus, local fire station. You know, if it is possible or plausible that you can leave and get to a fire station or maybe make a plan with a neighbor that, you know, maybe does have a basement. And if so, I mean, it's, it's one of those things you have like find an inner wall in your house, no windows and, you know, cover yourself for safety. The biggest thing we push and that, you know, goes throughout the whole county is, you know, make sure you have the, that plan in place, you know, the, the checklist of the best thing to do, run it through. I mean, as simple as, you know, people like do a fire drill with your family. It's the same thing as if you would have a tornado warning, what are you going to do? You know, what, what are your kids, you're not going to grab. The biggest thing is you don't want them to hesitate when it does happen. You know, you don't want to freak anybody out by saying, run to the basement, you know, just say, Hey, we're on a tornado warning. You know, let's go find a safe spot to sit for just 15 or 20 minutes. I make fun of my mother-in-law all the time. She's out of state. And uh, when we go down and visit, we'll go hiking a lot of times. But she'll take some of her kids and different things. She's learned over the years. She has a hiking backpack prepared with, like, a first aid kit and, like, Absolutely. bottle waters and all this stuff. And 
I kind of like laugh because we call her Mimi. I'm like, Mimi, we're only out here an hour and a half. Why do we get to <laughs> we plan it for like the camp out, like what you know, kind of kidding around, but she tells yep. me story after story of someone grabs the 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 wrong plan and gets a you know prick something like something always yeah. happens to kind of justify it. And so uh even if it seems like wow, well, what's the chances that we're gonna need that, especially when it comes to emergency planning with your home, definitely take care of that because these things happen so fast, you know. If you don't have a generator, there's so many different factors. You know, like you said, you may maybe you live in a mobile home, maybe you don't. Like, there's so many different factors. Be prepared for that, and also to protect what's valuable in your home. Just something to think about. What are you going to do with your ID when these things start going off? Maybe you want to put them in safe. One of the hardest things to do is when you lose everything. You know, working with transitional housing for so many years at Family and Community Services, going through is almost every single person that comes in there lacks ID. Because when disaster happens, the important documents are just, they're not on the top of your mind. And it's so difficult to get those documents because you need the other documents to get the other documents. So in case of a fire, a case of that, it's nice to have like some sort of backup, fireproof safe, anything like that to make sure that. So if something does happen when you come out the other side, the transition back to normal life is easy as possible. So Brett, thank you so much. If people want more information or they want to check out your website, I know you guys are doing a whole Portage Prepare social media campaign for the last several years. What's some ways they can get a hold of you and get more information? You can go to Portage County website and you can find us. That is uh, Homeland Security, you know, Emergency Management Agency. There's our link. We also have Portage Repairs. We are on Facebook and Twitter. And the other cool thing, and I'll throw in there with uh, the severe weather, we do have an app. It's a free app and it is Portage Repairs. Download on your phone. This actually gives you a live feed to a NOAA radio. So when you know you have severe weather coming along, it will beep, it'll go off for you, and it'll go straight to that app. It is a pretty cool app. And we, I mean, we use it every day at the office and we send out alerts. Our main office number is 330-297-3607. Awesome. So listen, look out on their website, follow them on Twitter and Facebook. They put out information like this all the time. They'll put information about the storm spotter training. I'm going to do it at some point. Now that I know I don't have to have a yellow car with an antenna and kind of look like Spock rolling around the neighborhood, <laughs> I, and, and I don't have to be anywhere and have some kind of emergency planning meeting just for schedule's yeah. sake, I'm going to be a part of it and throw text out of here or there. If you see something, yeah. that's totally cool. In my opinion, That that's not much of an obligation. So I encourage you all to check out that storm spot of training. Go through it, especially if it's online. You don't even have to leave your home, right? So go ahead and get that. Brett, thank you so much for all the information today. Congratulations on the storm ready designation. And just, we want to thank you all for not just being on the podcast today, but all the hard work you and Ryan and everyone down there does for all of us here in Portage County, helping to make Portage County be a safer and healthier place to work. So we appreciate you. Thanks for joining us today. You too. Thank you, sir. Everybody out there. Thanks for listening and be safe. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.